and welcome back to the iHealth channel and uh, iHealth Radio, Hurricane H here. Um, today, we were supposed to actually have a guest on the show, and fortunately, uh, due to your, your time difference, uh, we were not able to make it today. We're going to have to reschedule the show. However, uh, I decided to just uh, do a different spin, and um, I've had uh, different discussions about MCO World, which is the world of managed care organizations in the past, and uh, I know Recently, we had an actual career development uh, talk show with a guest that discussed a little bit more about how to get your path in the pharma world. And so in previous shows also, we've talked about the broker world and uh, you know what, how to become a broker and so on and so forth. So, so I've had people ask questions about you know, where do I, you know, how do I navigate you know, the world of uh, managed care? Uh, we've talked about it, obviously we defined it, we understand what it is more or less, uh, health plans, uh, different, you know, organizations like an insurance product type, you know, company. Uh, but, but really, you know, let's talk about the functions within and the opportunities that you might have, uh, you know, within that particular platform. So, so managed care organizations, there are, again, as I had stated before, and managed care organizations, health plans, there are insurance companies and they manage the care of people. And that in itself is a lot of work. <laughs> And a lot of different things. It's a full business with every single concept you can think about. So obviously, with my background, we've talked more about the sales part of it or the marketing part of it. But there is more to it than just that. And uh, so one, I'm going to do a couple of things in this session. One is discussing the different options and different departments and how you can navigate and move in, what's your entry point, and so on and so forth. And then also we'll talk about some of the things I've experienced in terms of when we are recruiting. Uh, you know, some of the hurdles, some of the, uh, uh, the things that, we, the observations that we see, you know, in terms of, you know, candidates, uh, what they should probably, you know, be doing better and so on and so forth. So just going to give you some insights, uh, you know, I figured, you know, let's just uh, take the time since we are prepped for the show uh, to get this going. Now, so again, managed care organizations, health insurance products or health insurance plans with products, uh, how did they operate? We did talk about that in the past. So there's a lot of different things. Now, ultimately, uh, depending on what your expertise, your background, your education, you know, there are, there are opportunities for you. Uh, a managed care organization, just like any other business, if not more than some other typical businesses, has a lot of different divisions or departments that have different needs and different talent requirements. And I'm gonna just, you know, kind of break it down slowly, one department by department, and maybe what you can see in terms of opportunities that you can apply for. So if you're looking for a, a good uh, job, an employment that is steady, a career path, uh, it is an actual path that I would consider. Uh, it is also the wave of the future. So in terms of industry and stability, it is very stable to a degree compared to other areas or other industries. Uh, one of the main things that you know uh, I've, I've been told before is that you know while even we had you know the 2008 crash and all that stuff, healthcare continued. Uh, and the pace was still right, and people still, uh, you know, were hiring, while maybe other industries were actually laying off people and, and dismantling jobs. So, so, so there's definitely a plus in that. Uh, of course, healthcare is big. That's what the platform here is about. We talk about healthcare and everything, every aspect. Uh, and, uh, you know, obviously, career paths, employment, and healthcare are, are key. Career path in a in, in managed care organization or insurance plan is key as well. So, again, if you have not, entertain it, maybe today based, you know, on what we're going to discuss and what you hear, you might see yourself working within this type of 
you know, uh, industry and or organization. So uh, we'll start with my department area, which is sales, business development, marketing. And that's typically, uh, you know, one of the entry points. And uh, so again, you have sales agents uh, and they have the specific requirements and the requirements basically for Medicare sales, for example, is licensed and some certifications, uh, obviously. Uh, some degree of education. I mean, we do not in, at least for, for, for this particular world of sales, uh, a high school, a GED, you know, uh, equivalent would work. Uh, they do not require more. Now, obviously any degree you might have, college degree, associate, bachelor's and more, will be uh, a good and a plus for you as you wanna move up in the ladder and hopefully get some more uh, level enhancements in terms of your you know, path. So you wanna become a manager, a director, you know, those things will become more relevant at that point. And also if you're still new and still just out of high school, whatever, and you wanna get started and you have the talent of sales, you wanna get in that as you're going to college, that is also a way in. And when you do that, ultimately as you get your degree and associate and then bachelor's, you'll just expand more. And that's the other thing. We've talked in the last uh, show about careers and pharma, a lot of people go to school and they're not sure where they're going, which path, you know, uh, they study general stuff. And, you know, year one, year two, they're still dabbling, they're not clear about where to go from there. So, so this could be a good place. And it's almost like what we stated last time, you get started, then you see, you find yourself, you find your niche, you find your actual uh, direction, and then you move that way. And then you can tweak your credits in college and maybe your major at that point as needed. And, you know, we've, the last, last advice we had there was about internships and we, a lot of, you know, organizations do provide internships whereby you can experience a little bit the different tasks and, 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 and job uh, descriptions within a department or the organization. So again, so for sales, that's what I stated, license and so on. So that's for Medicare sales. If you are doing, for example, just a uh, market development or business development, B2B, uh, if you are uh, on the long-term care side, or if you are on the, um, uh, some other you know, aspects of marketplace and so on and so on and so forth, you might uh, need a different angle because now you have to do a little bit more of a, uh, a work with organizations. But again, in terms of degrees, it's the same thing. Uh, they maybe not need for, not a need for the actual license, uh, for the accident health license or any type of licensing for that. Uh, so again, that's just one angle. Then, you know, within sales, I mean, it's just not sales. I mean, we have different things, there's sales operations. And so that goes from admin work, uh, from retention units, from uh, telesales, you know, uh, operations, uh, there's training, there is um, uh, special events, there's uh, fleet management, if we have vehicles and things like that, uh, there's community relations. So some of these areas all fall in within that category of, of the sales division or business development. So there's more to it. And each one of them can be an entry point. Each one of them does come with a, uh, a decent package of, of, uh, of financial, financial you know, uh, gain, as well as benefits, medical, dental, so on and so forth. And a lot of these companies obviously do provide those types of benefits to you. Uh, when you decide to join the companies. And of course, there's a lot of companies, by the way, so you can really select them. If you go on LinkedIn, Indeed, uh, I mean, the jobs never end. I mean, you always find something when you look at any help plan, there's gonna be something going on. So, and in some areas, it's more relevant because there is a little bit of a churn, you know, in, in terms of staffing, sales uh, usually has that because of performance and things like that. But there's always gonna be a continued interest in, uh, you know, having folks you know, interview and gain that. Now, 
Uh, retention is a big piece of sales. And because obviously the sales folks, you know, bring in the business and the other uh, retention unit kind of retains it. And so division of, retain, of retention usually requires no licensing, uh, but requires somebody with some sort of customer service. It's almost like customer service, but it's actually more of a proactive action uh, and we do a little bit more, not just to solve issues, but really just to uh, do work with your members and help them get through the services, make sure that they are happy. You are basically ahead of the game with them. Uh, uh, you can have some sort of a uh, assistant, you know, role within the department. You know, uh, clerical roles are very uh, uh, accessible, and there's always, you know, a couple of those positions within the department. Similarly, I mean, another entry point is member services or customer services. So, so that's a, a very must-have department. Every company in the health, uh, in the managed care world, has to have a department of such, and uh, you know. Depend on the products, depending on, on, on the volume of membership, uh, the positions are always available. And uh, there's also a need for multilingual you know, staff. And that's the other part. In managed care, uh, especially in the, uh, the urban areas or, or metropolitan areas, you know, the helplines that serve those communities, you know, they do have to face diversity of membership. And so therefore, cultural differences, language needs are important. So therefore, the teams usually reflect that. So if you have a, a talent and you speak multiple languages, uh, that's a very good area to be in because uh, that gets you in the door of, of a plan. And then ultimately, as you build your time, I've seen this happen, a lot of folks within customer service, they use that as an access point, and then they eventually develop themselves into better role or, or find another transfer, to, you know, another role in another department and transfer to it. Uh, ultimately, as they enhance their education potentially, they can also find some other role, roles that are more, uh, in terms of a hierarchy or in terms of just the content of it. Uh, some folks may be going to nursing school while they're actually in, you know, in that role and ultimately they wind up, you know, in a care management unit, you know, and that, that's a whole different world. So, so customer service is another angle, uh, that's important. Now, go back to, to the retention, uh, we've talked about, uh, to, to sales, we talked about retention and we have also special events, for example, and community relations, uh, very key roles. Uh, as a health plan, I mean, you do have to present yourself in the community. You have to have a presence and uh, you know, you need people to do that. Now you do have agents and sales agents, but their role is really to identify, educate and enroll members into the product lines of any particular plan. However, uh, you know, they do business to business, things like that, but it's not the same as to have dedicated folks and their main role is to actually go and identify opportunities, uh, develop partnerships in the community, uh, nurture those relationships. And that relationship can be from building up with elected officials, uh, with uh, faith-based organizations, FBOs, uh, community-based organizations, CBOs, uh, local businesses, uh, you know, also, you know, put in the word out there. These are not public relations. That's another area that usually is, is guarded by, you know, uh, either legal or, or compliance. Uh, and those are different, you know, pieces of, of the, the aspect of the business, whereby these people actually do lobbying and things like that, uh, and really PR. And sometimes even that falls under communication and marketing. But in, in the area of community relations, more about the work in the community and connecting with the community and developing things in the community for the community. Uh, and then ultimately that leads to special events. Now, special events, uh, it's, as it sounds, it's like festivities, happy stuff. And that can be from someone that is actually going to be a coordinator of, of, of events in the community. So we have a relationship with a particular 
uh, an organization or a, uh, a church or a synagogue or a mosque or a temple. And, uh, you know, they have a holiday and we need to do some sort of an activity with them to basically highlight the actual products we have uh, because the products that a plan would have, they will be uh, needed in the community. We're talking health, we're talking, you know, uh, government programs, for example, you know, whether it's for children, for adults or for seniors, there's a need for insurance for all of us. And therefore, that needs to be shared with, you know, with folks. And there's competition. So you want to be able to present your offerings, you know, accordingly within the community. So for that instance, I mean, you know, if I was the special, you know, events coordinator, I will speak, you know, to those folks, you know, uh, in the community relation department, uh, they'll connect me, you know, they'll have some sort of a connection within that particular organization. Then I will, uh, we will talk about an event, uh, a potential it can be an open house, it could be a presentation, it could be a health fair. Could be music, can be uh, you know anything you know just to entertain the folks you know after uh, a service. Again, it could be many things, and uh, you know after that you know it could be some features, things like that. Uh, but that particular person will actually have to identify the venue, get in, you know set up the venue, set up you know the 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 the, uh, the supplies for that, you know make sure that they have staffing for that particular event, so on and so forth. So that's a, that's a role right there, and that's a big role because again. Um, grassroots uh, in there's there's marketing general marketing and there's the street marketing or grassroots marketing and that is actually where you are in the community working and so that's that's an opportunity right there so someone that has events planning someone that loves to do things in the community uh, these roles would be ideal for you uh, and again any language you might speak addition that helps as well because you can navigate different communities and ultimately be able to understand the cultural differences and things like that and be able to um, cater and tailor things to them. So um, that's an event. Uh, then, then within a department, for example, we, have, we need sometimes training. You know, obviously uh, training is important in everything. Learning is important in everything. And uh, sometimes training specifically is run by an HR division. Uh, they have their own learning and development or sometimes it's a unique department on its own. But typically in the world of managed care and in sales, uh, we always have a component of sales uh, training or training in general and, and uh, learning development. And again, because we want to make sure that our folks are engaged, they are trained, they're educated, they're up to date with regulations, with rules and compliance and so on and so forth, uh, tactical stuff, strategy. Uh, so all that stuff, you know, gets Im implemented. So that's another area. So if you have the talent to to train and exchange ideas and basically like, you know, get people engaged, you know, that may be an area for you. Again, something to consider. And there's always, you know, a need for those and they are scarce. I mean, unfortunately there's not a lot of people that actually go for uh, this particular role. And, uh, you know, but it may be there available and you might have the talent, you just have not seen it or you have not, you know, uh, thought about it. Typically we would need some sort of experience uh, in, in terms of that, but depending on your personality and so on and so forth. If you go to an interview, it's important to have at least some backing of how you're gonna present yourself. And we'll talk about that shortly. So that's kind of like more or less in the realm of uh, the sales division. Uh, we talked about customer service, you know, similarly, you know, there's also different levels in you know, all these departments. There's entry points, there's the sales supervisors, there is managers, there's senior managers, the directors, the VPs, and it goes all the way up the, the, the ladder to, to a chief level or, or EVP type. Uh, so, so again, all these are, you know, the different things and each one of them has a different ability or different capacity or different scope of work. And the higher you go, certainly it's very simple. I mean, it's not rocket science, we all get it. Uh, you go up, 
I mean, your responsibilities are different. A lot of people would rather be responsible for themselves. I really just want to be a rep, an agent. I just want to go in, clock in, clock out, do my work and leave. Schedule done. Uh, some people want to go to the next level and now you're responsible not only for yourself, but responsible for teams and for, for performance of other folks. Uh, it is sometimes easier to, to control your performance, but it is harder to actually control other performances or people that work under you or with you uh, and their performances. Sometimes it's difficult. And also you have to have the skills set for it. You have to have the personality. Uh, not everybody's made to be manager or supervisor. Uh, and then, of course, as you, you advance in management, you know, and, uh, you know, that kind of level, then you get into the higher level of leadership where now you're exposed to, to vision, uh, strategy, uh, tactical stuff, uh, planning. And, uh, you know, so as a director, you know, you direct an operation. So now you have, you know, multiple teams under your belt and there's a lot of, you know, activities that you need to be involved with. Uh, and then, of course, now you manage north, <laughs> up and down. So you manage your teams and then you manage your hierarchies. So you basically, you're, you know, uh, in a level staff. And uh, so that's an important, so you basically a buffer between, you know, corporate decision and field, you know, execute, ex execution. So in the middle there, you have to be able to maneuver in both sides and manipulate, you know, things correctly to, to make sure that you convey the message correctly, get the folks to actually buy into the concept and make it happen. Now, this is not just for sales, this is all the process. Uh, you know, these types of hierarchies are important to understand and, Depending on your background, depending on education, depending on a lot of things, your personality, uh, your success, your ability to have to demonstrate it, you know, ability within this, the realm of the, the division or the department can also uh, make the, the opportunity for you uh, to move up to that next level important and, and easier to, to, to obtain. So again, uh, another area that is big in the, the, the MCO world, uh, which is a very also important role, and we're gonna have a show coming up uh, just to talk about that division, uh, is the uh, provider relations or network development. Uh, and that's big. So, so as it sounds when I say provider, so health plans, you know, they seek members, they bring members, but then these members are cared for through a network of providers. And the providers here can be hospitals, doctors, clinics, uh, laboratories, and so on and so forth. And um, you have to have a contract in division that does that. A, a, a division that, that, that not only contracts with providers, but maintains the relationship with the providers. You know, I mean, uh, doctors have to go through certain processes and credentialing, that's that's another piece of it. So you could be you know, doing credentialing within the actual uh, company, within that department. Uh, credentialing means you have to go through uh, you know, vetting the doctors, uh, they don't have been in malpractice and so on and so forth and stuff. I don't wanna give a lot more on the details because you know, our guest speaker will actually dive you know, into it more. So, but that's, that's an area. So again, that's an area that, that is uh, important. Uh, it is vital. It's, uh, it's in the health plan, there are a few things that you actually present. You present the products, present the care, the customer service, of course, and you need to have a network. And if you have all these things correctly, then you know you have a good offering, you got a good plan to, 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 to uh, uh, present in the community. So, um, so in, uh, within the provider relations also, there's this sales components. Um, you know, there are these account executives and they basically are salespeople for the providers. They maintain the relationship. They're really, you know, B2B, that kind of thing, you know, personalities. And uh, uh, we talked in pharma, you have these, these pharma, you know, uh, uh, reps. Well, these are the provider reps and they basically also reside within the provider world. And they just live with doctors and, you know, with, with clinics and so on and so forth, managed care, or, you, know, or, you know, departments and administration. And they leverage their relationships. As a matter of fact, and I mentioned earlier about special events, 
and community relations, those folks can also sometimes work with the provider department and providers because you know they can do some activities together as well. And most of the providers will have their own community relations team. And then basically they work together as, as, as uh, partners and make things happen for both the plan and that particular provider. So again, providers uh, department or network development you know, under the provider's realm is big and it's a big, big, big component in the operation. Uh, these are all the kind of front end stuff. And then you have now um, the biggest and the core element. And the core element is help plan, help. Care, help plan, cares for you. Guess what? We need care managers. Now we're talking about nursing. So in the help plan, I mean, if you have a nursing degree from an LPN up, uh, you know, you can possibly, you know, get into the plan for these types of uh, opportunities. And again, they vary. I mean, the, in the health plan, you have from LPNs to really doctors. Uh, and I'm talking MDs or sometimes, you know, like, you know, uh, um, NPs, of course. And then you have the, 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 the medical executives or the medical uh, chiefs. And so, so because, again, there's decision making in terms of, you know, when you go in and you're, um, uh, you go to, for example, a doctor and a doctor submits a, uh, a required request for you to get some sort of a service. Uh, or some sort of a uh, procedure done or surgery or uh, lab you know, work, radiology, guess what? That needs to get authorized. And then there's a team in the back that needs to evaluate the need and they need to have clinical you know, expertise. So they are they basically nurses or doctors that actually evaluate and either accept uh, or deny these types of requests. And again, there's protocols for that. That's a whole different discussion. So again, if you are in, in, in the world of nursing or you anticipate to be in nursing, or if you want to get into nursing, a good place to be, a good place to operate as a nurse would be in the world of managed care. And it's a pretty good path as well. And there's different levels. And as well, like, like everything else, you can start as a, a staff care manager and then become a supervisor, manager, director, VP, and so on and so forth. Uh, if you are, uh, some, some folks are, you know, uh, if you're in medical uh, field, obviously you can become the chief officer, you can be a, a medical, you know, uh, officer or a medical director in, in the plan to, to basically evaluate things. And then you have nurses and other potential doctors were, you know, reporting to you uh, to discuss cases and things like that and the protocols and so on. So on. Um, that's a big piece because again, at the end of the day, you can bring members, you can service members, you can have the doctors, but you need to have the care managers that will actually work with the members and authorize things. But also the care managers, you know, their role is in advance to that is really to help members get the care they need. So they, they understand that they put care plans for them. Uh, they, they make sure that they get their medication, so on and so forth. They put, uh, they might have to schedule home care if needed and so on and so forth. So the role is very robust, you know, and again, it varies in terms of which plan, which product, you know, the company has to offer. Uh, then you, of course, you have uh, other units that are just as essential. We're talking about recruiting and opportunities, well, there's no opportunity at recruiting without a talent acquisition team or an HR department. So, so sometimes they're one, sometimes they're separate. So talent acquisition, as it, sound, as it sounds, is the department that recruits people, uh, that kind of vets out, you know, and, and, and finds out talent, identifies talent, and based on the needs of each department, they work with the departments directly. And again, there are, you know, agents within that department or like representatives or uh, account executives that work with, uh, assignments. So, for example, someone works with sales and marketing and format relations. Someone works with the other divisions. Every department has recruiting needs, and so so these recruiters within that division or account executives will actually work uh, with the department to identify talent 
you know, from the community by putting ads, by doing uh, uh, job fairs and so on and so forth. Uh, that's, that's an area. Of course, within the same department, again, different levels, different hierarchies, uh, you know, division leaders, directors, VPs, uh, in each one of those divisions. And then uh, you have human resources, which can be a lot from benefit administration to uh, HR issues and labor law and so on and so forth. Uh, you know, and there's, there's different, you know, uh, components in there as well. Again, another area, if that's what you're background in college, or that's something that you look forward to, you can do that. Uh, now you're talking about, you know, a health plan. So guess what? We uh, do benefits, we do this, but the purpose of it, obviously it's a business, there's revenue. And so where that revenue goes, how does it work? You know, who's going to handle that revenue? Who's going to process all that, you know, and make sure that the books are right, make sure that everything is you know, happening. Well, there's a finance division. And so if you're into finance or, or, or accounting, you know, there is a room for you in the world of managed care. Uh, so you can be basically uh, from uh, accounts receivables, accounts payable. Uh, you can they have CPAs within the health plans. And of course, they have chief finance officers and, and different and clerical staff as well. And all these areas that I mentioned, there's always admin work that's needed. So there's people that, that need to come in as entry level. So if you want to get your feet, you know, uh, web into the business and you like have a little background in accounting or, or, or some sort of a uh, finance, you know, background, that could be an entry, entry point and ultimately you work your way up. Uh, and as you go to college and get to degrees and get to some, some licensing, maybe you can advance to the next level, CPA, so on and so forth. Um, there's also, you know, because in health plans, I mean, you don't become an insurance agency without having to have some sort of a legal contract, you know, with the state you operate in and with the federal government. So, so certainly there is regulatory affairs and there's also compliance and, you know, so and then there's legal departments. So sometimes there's legal, which is totally separated from uh, regulatory or from uh, public relations or public affairs. Uh, those can be, you know, sometimes across, you know, uh, the other side or within those departments. But compliance is a very big, you know, uh, department that makes you basically they check, they, they're the checks and balances. They dot uh, the, the I's and cross the T's. They make sure that everything is correct, everything is regulatory, everything is compliant, uh, because especially when you work in the government, you know, world uh, programs, you need to make sure that you have, you're subsidized by the government, uh, you're getting, you know, federal money or state money, and you're responsible for it, you are accountable, uh, you know, to it, so therefore, you have to make sure that you are uh, accountable, and you have somebody, some department, some unit that does that for you as a health plan, so if you have a background in, in anything regulatory, legal, um, those are the things that you might need or compliance in general. Um, health, uh, public health, these, these can be areas where you are needed uh, and then you can be in the compliance division. And what you do is basically make sure that, you know, everything, every department is, policies are in place, protocols are being observed, everything is done correctly and so on and so forth. And you work with all the other divisions, uh, and, you know, whether it be government as well as the internal departments to make sure that on an annual basis, everything is met correctly. Uh, there's no cutting corner or so on and so forth. Big division, very important role uh, to keep, you know, uh, a license active. If you, if a plan misses up and, you know, there's non-compliant, you know, uh, process or non-compliant, you know, things that are happening, you know, the plan can get shut down by, by, by the government. And so, or they can have hefty penalties that are being demanded uh, that they have to pay back to the government if whatever the case may be, a unit or a particular process has not been observed correctly and or non-compliant. So, so that's compliance. 
uh, again, we talked about legal. Legal basically is the department that you know sometimes uh, checks out everything. Uh, when within you know managed care, just like everything else, you have vendors, you have contracts, you have employees, you have labor law, you have so many things. And so sometimes you have specific you know uh, departments that have their own lawyers. For example, HR may have a, a uh, an HR lawyer or an HR you know, counsel, and then you have you know the general counsel, which actually you know uh, operates overall and make sure that everything is legally sound and there are no risks for the company or risk you know, assessments are being done to these folks to make sure that the, the plan is sound and there's no, no headaches, <laughs> plain and simple. Uh, so again, we live in, in, in a world of technology. You cannot operate in, 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 in a world today without computers, without you know tech. And so there is a huge division in most of these plans, which is basically uh, ITIS. And that's basically the folks that make sure that you have platforms, you have systems, you have, you know, your phone is working, you have technology, uh, you know, uh, systems that are oper for operations. For each department, you might need certain, you know, uh, tools to use. Like, for example, in sales, we use CRMs or lead generating or lead, you know, management, you know, you know a platform such as Salesforce and so on and so forth. And uh, other departments, they might have, you know, other types of uh, systems that they need to process things with, to enroll whatever the case may be. So, so again, that's a big unit. And, you know, there's there's people for software, there's people for hardware, there's people for telecom. Uh, so all those are very important, you know, pieces and components that are needed in the back office to help, you know, some companies, of course, they choose third parties to, to use, you know, for that, but there's always a unit of IS or IT that is needed there. So again, if you have an interest in IT, IS, uh, you know, business, you know, all those, those, those technical, you know, uh, backgrounds of education can be uh, a place for you and you can find your way in. Uh, there's also programmers in some plans where you have to have a programmer to do certain things, uh, you know, and program some internal systems. Uh, so that's that's another component that, that you can see yourself as a career path within a managed care organization. Uh, there's also claims. Now we talked about providers, we talked about, uh, you know, uh, care management, membership and stuff, but guess what? I mean, Doctors got to get paid, so so there's a whole claim division where they process, you know, claims. You know, you go to see a doctor as a member, the doctor sends a bill to the plan, and needs to get paid. So that there's a processing, you know, department and unit that does all that and make sure that the the codes are correct. There's all the the, the 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 information that's required that you know the procedures that are done are correctly, you know, uh, you know, met and so on and so forth. And ultimately, they're the ones who generate that payment to that provider. Uh, once that they do the job, then it goes to finance and then that's paid out. So that's claims. There's also enrollment. We bring in members, right? And, uh, you know, so there's, there's enrollments and new membership that comes in on a month-to-month -month basis, on a day-to-day -day basis. There are people that process that. So there's enrollment coordinators, there's enrollment supervisors, there's management, VPs, and so on. Intake process is, is in there. So that's very important to, to get the, the job done. Uh, you know, members don't just get processed without, you know, a whole unit that interacts with the uh, the state or the federal, depending, or even just basically just processing the, the applications or submissions. So that's that's another area. Uh, some of those roles can be also entry points um, that require you know uh, clerical, you know administrative, or sometimes even more advanced you know uh, education as as you would like to 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 grow uh, within that particular uh, department. Uh, so we talked about. Most of the, the, the divisions right now, so I'm trying to think of what else is out there. Um, claims, finance. Um, sometimes you have transportation within the company. Uh, 
uh, you know, ancillary type of things that happen within the company. And you might need some departments that, that operate. So sometimes you have uh, uh, fleet management or uh, just operations. Uh, sometimes you have also building management and property management that work for the company. Some companies have buildings and have their own facilities. So they have facility management teams and they operate and make sure that everything, you know, is getting done. So, you know, the lights are on, you know, the, uh, the safety systems are on and so on and so forth. You know, uh, that, that is a big deal and, and it's important. Somebody has to make sure that, you know, uh, the supplies of the company are in place. So there's also procurement, you know, areas where, you know, you, you, you can be uh, in a department where you're the ones that are actually going to be uh, managing uh, all the requests, you know, for all the departments and, you know, of their supplies and needs, what's needed, you know, for them, whether it's paper, whether it's, you know, faxes or, you know, printers, and, uh, toners, uh, you know, you name it. Uh, then there is, you know, the the, comp the component that works side by side in general with marketing, I mean, with sales, and that's marketing. Uh, sometimes marketing uh, is 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 the umbrella. Sometimes sales is the umbrella. Sometimes marketing and communications. Uh, so so marketing is basically, you know, the body that promotes the plan, not in in direct, you know, component, but like the branding, uh, the image the communication to the members and so on and so forth. You know, it's what's written, what's out there, what's visual, what's audio. Uh, and then ultimately it has to go to compliance for approval and sometimes even legal for approval. So that's another. So if you have a background in marketing, you know, creative marketing, uh, you know, social media, design, flyers and so on and so forth, you know, website, you know, these, these companies do have a need for you. And, you know, you can also find a path that way as well. So, so, just right now, I've enumerated almost all the different, you know, divisions that I can think of, and there's there's more to this this operation. Uh, so that's that's just to give you an idea that no matter what your background, there is a potential chance for you to be able to work in a managed organization and grow there. Uh, and you don't even have to leave that company or that that particular industry because uh, there's a lot of them, and there's always a need for talent. And if you're good, you're always going to be marketable, and you can always, you know. Uh, grow on your own you know, path within the company or find another place where you can grow as well. Now that I've covered you know, most of these things and if something comes back, I'll just come back to it. Now I'll talk about some of the observations in terms of and pointers about when you wanna be you know, recruited. Uh, so so this, this happens all the time and I'm, I'm constantly interviewing people uh, in my regular world. And uh, so different roles within my division. And one of the main, beefs that I have is that people, for example, schedule interviews and they don't show up, right? So again, you want the first impression, you can make a second one, you know, that's always the key. The first one is everything. And when you set up an interview, uh, you know, so you like the path, you pick a, you know, a department that matches your needs, companies interested in you, you know, you schedule uh, an appearance in an interview, whether, you know, physical or, you know, remote as Zoom or something like that. Either way, you know, you don't show up, that's a problem. Uh, you know, you might not get a second chance. So if someone is actually interested in working, you know, just like any other business, profit or not profit, it doesn't matter. You know, when there is an opportunity, the management team, whoever you are gonna be, or the recruiters, fetch you out and then ultimately they put you into the next level or maybe the next level. Sometimes it's a panel interview, sometimes an individual, an individual interview that goes to the next level and next level. Sometimes it's a multiple, you know, director, manager, VP, that kind of thing, presentation. Either way, if you have an interview, make sure you make it. 
if you have any circumstances where you cannot make it, don't wait until the, the same day or like that morning of, unless it's an emergency, that's understandable. But you know, people just don't show up. Uh, that is completely wrong. That is not um, a good impression. That is definitely something that will just ruin your opportunities within the company, not just within the department. Because a lot of the department heads, they talk, you know, and obviously they have regular meetings. And if someone comes in, there's, oh, this person and recruiters know also. So if you mess up with one area and, you know, that may be a problem. Uh, another thing that I've noticed in, in, in this particular uh, world of ours is that, you know, you post a job description for a particular role and you get people that have no clue of what they're applying for uh, and they have nothing to do with that particular role. They just apply. Uh, understand, you know, that it's not going to work. Uh, for the most part, you know, we look at, you know, the job description and the relevant experience that we're looking for, uh, whether it's the experience time, whether it's the type of sales or a type of, of, of role that you were in, 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 in before, uh, all that stuff, maybe sometimes languages, whatever the case may be. If you're applying for a sales rep job, you cannot be, for example, doing so, something totally different because uh, we're going to need sales experience. Uh, you know, now, some people say, well, if I don't have the experience, how can I get the experience? That's totally true. You know, it's very difficult, but depending on, on what you're like, some roles you will apply for, doesn't matter. You don't need experience. You just need to be able to present that you can do the job. For example, if you go into customer service, you know, guess what? That personality, you've done some work, even if you're right off college or you're still in college, that's still gonna be an opportunity depending on your personal skills. Um, so that may work. But, but if, for example, we are requiring somebody with experience five years in Medicare sales and you have no clue of Medicare, you know, uh, chances are the resume is not going to make it. And that's just it. So, and similarly, if, you know, someone I'm looking for a community relations person and I get a, a candidate that has no clue what that is or never done the work. Uh, I mean, community relations work is not easy. You have to be able to knock on doors and, and you know, call on, you know, uh, Assemblymen, council members, senators, and so on and so forth. You know, communal organizations, and you know, pastors, and so on. And so forth. you know, you have to have that personality and the ability to do it. So that's not if someone is applying for an events coordinator, but they never had an event in their life, or they never actually took time to put an event together. That's not going to work. So again, make sure that you apply for the right role. Uh, if it's a vague role, or if it's a general role, a lot more people can fit in. But there are specific roles that actually demand certain specific. Um, expertise and skills and if you don't have them it's not so when I look at you know a, a list of resumes that come in you know they get easily moved to the side yes no yes no yes no based on exactly what I'm looking for and so that's 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 another piece of advice again uh, you know this is not a critic you know in terms of a negative it's more to reinforce you know some of the things that you might already know but the idea is just plan correctly do it correctly and so on and so forth just know what we expect, what the clients will expect, and, 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 and that's how you can meet, you know, the demand and certainly, you know, be able to get to the next level and make it happen. Uh, some people show up to the interview, but they don't look like they're prepared for the interview. They have not, you know, they have no clue what the company does. <laughs> they don't even go on the, I mean, it's easy. To, you can go on any website of any company before you go in and just read a little bit about it. So at least you have an idea what the client does, what the company does, you know, uh, that's one. Two is make sure you have some copies of your resume, right? Make sure it's updated because again, and these are basic things. Any recruiter, any HR, you know, type of seminar uh, or career development seminar will teach you these things. Uh, and there's plenty of stuff online. There's YouTube and so on and so forth. But again, these are little pointers that should help, you know, guide that. 
Um, don't be all over the place. Don't oversell. I mean, you are selling in an interview, uh, but you know you can, as they say, you can't bullshit the bullshit artist. You know, if you are in an interview, know that that person in front of you has done a lot of those and understands, you know, the gimmicks. And if you are just, you know, full of fluff, they'll they'll read right through it. Don't give, you know, vague answers. You know, we look at stars, which basically, if you tell me like, oh, I, well, tell me three things about you, I'm great. What does that mean? <laughs> Don't tell me you're great. Tell me what does that mean? Give me a real concrete example, stuff like that. So it's important that you really break it down, be prepared, have the personality and so on and so forth. Also listen to the questions, just don't mumble and until you make sure that, you know, uh, things like that. For example, I do role plays in interviews. So I asked someone, let's do a role play. So I become a client and you're basically going to do the role and sell me something. They say, the first thing is, oh, I'm going to tell you what I'm going to do. When I say role play, I'm not asking you to tell me what you're going to do. I'm asking you to do the role play with me. It's like a movie. You're acting, action, go. And then basically, I'm a client. I really is. So I'm going to be just your client. You know, I'm going to literally put myself in the shoes of a client and demand, you know, insurance or service, whatever. This is just an example on my type of interviews. But in every department, if you go into customer service, I'm going to give you an example where, hey, there's a situation. How are you going to handle it? You know, and then let's role play. Then I'm going to talk to you. Oh, my God, my, you know, this, I have this problem, blah, blah, blah. And then you have to tell me, you know, uh, you're going to give me a little scenario how you're going to handle that situation. Now, we don't usually demand the expertise and the knowledge of the product, but we just want to see the personality. I just want to see how you handle it. You know, your approach is more important than anything else at that point. So again, things like that, small pointers, hopefully they can help you, you know, get better. So those are the, the major things that, you know, that are no-nos. And, uh, you know, uh, never talk bad about your other previous employer. That's another thing. If you, you know, the minute you go in, uh, I ask you like, well, why are you leaving your, your company? Ah, management sucks. Well, the minute you say that, it's like, you know, there's like three red flags that just went up. I mean, you're saying that about them, you, you might not see eye to eye. And then for me, like, well, there's got to be a reason. There's always another story, right? There's yours, you sell in because you're interviewing. However, maybe if I called your boss or manager, whoever in that role, they might tell me something otherwise. Maybe there's a compliance issue. Maybe there's, you know, a performance issue. So stuff like that. Don't lie. That's the other thing. I mean, people say, well, like, how was your performance? Oh, it was great. And, you know. And then all of a sudden we're having a discussion. Oh, I know that person. Their performance was not good at all. See that that you know that will kill your your chances right there. Stuff like that is important. Don't see it. Make sure if you give give facts, give the stuff correct. Uh, never bash other places. You know, uh, make sure also your your stories are good. You know, together. Meaning sometimes in a resume you have different dates and different things, but then the person is not able to really articulate with the resume. Somebody else may have put that resume together. The dates may not be on the right stuff. Uh, and then I'll be like, whoa, wait a minute. You just said this, but I don't see that here. The, the order is different. Also, sometimes there's gaps in a resume. You be prepared to explain, you know, what those gaps, you know, were about. Uh, you know, people are entitled to stop working for personal reasons, whatever the case may be. They may be going into, an, you know, their own ventures, didn't work out. They want to come back in industry. I've had that. You know, it's not a big deal. Just make sure you share it. Uh, the key here is, you know, you're, you're, you're going an interview for a path, a career path. And that's the other thing. Don't look at it just a job. I'm just going to get in and see what happens. You're going to a path, you know, what we're looking for and what people will look for, whether recruiters or, or management, you know, is are you going to be a, a flight risk? You know, you come in and out or are you doing this just as a bridge, uh, just to, to, to patch up between one and the other until you get the better opportunity. Those are things that we all can consider. And so if it indicates whatever, you know, as you're talking and we feel that those things are happening, 
you know, it just diminishes your, your opportunities and your chances of getting and lending the role. So again, those are just a few pointers. Uh, I can tell you from this platform, I've interviewed thousands, not hundreds, thousands, okay, of, of folks over the last 25 years, okay? And, you know, not everybody makes it, you know, and it's unfortunate, but, you know, there are requirements, there are personalities, there's, there's less. And some interviewers, I mean, from the minute the person walks in, you know that's, that's the person you want because everything I stated is there and there's more. It is the energy, there is the, the, the ability to actually articulate correctly, the ability to actually present the stuff correctly. They don't, now, sometimes they have all that, but they still rough around the edges. And you, we know that, you know, when someone comes in, our job in, 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 in the world of management is to train, coach, mentor, and build and mold people to the next level and make them good at what they do. So training and so on and so forth. So if there is growth in you, we will take you. But, but if, if the, the core that we're looking for is not there, that's a problem. There are certain things we cannot train you. You know, if you have, you know, uh, like someone walks in the interview, you can hear them. They're like, can you please speak up? Uh, it may be just a personality thing. So if I'm talking, if a role has to do with, with being on the phone, for example, you need to articulate, you need to have a personality that people are gonna see. They're not gonna see you visually. If you're gonna be in the field, you know, in, in, in a facing, you know, environment, that's different. If you're gonna present, some people don't know how to, Present in public, for example, that's okay. You know, depending on the role, we can. You don't have to. I mean, some roles do that. Now, if you're working with providers, you know, there's a certain personality that's required for that, right? So, so if you're working with the government, you know, it's another stuff. You know, you need to know your stuff uh, and have the personality to do this. So every area has its own need, and there are different you know, variations. A lot of the stuff I covered right now is pretty much standard. You know, that everybody's going to look for. Uh, you know, so again. Uh, when you apply, make sure you get it right. Make sure you follow through. Uh, you know, it's very nice to always say, hey, you know, how are we doing? Follow up with a small thank you uh, for the interview, blah, blah, blah. Uh, you know, the other thing, when you come into an interview, I've seen this happen when people walk into the interview and they're like the small talk all over the place. Oh, I, I got to do this, I got to do this. Making phone calls. <laughs> Believe me, it is not appropriate. It, it's, a, it's a quick turn off. I'd be like, okay, sure. Now, you still have to contact the interview degree and you try to get more to see if there's any any potential there but eventually if there is nothing there you know thank you very much for coming we'll get back to you and that that's what it ends and basically don't make it so again uh there is opportunities in managed care uh there's many you know opportunities in the mco world uh i've covered quite a bit of you know potential like i said there's from entry point to highest level uh there's so many things you can do with different backgrounds of education uh, you can still be there and be there forever. There's good money to be made. Um, and uh, certainly, you know, it's a good place to be. It's a good industry. And again, healthcare, we all have a need for help. It's not going anywhere. Uh, there's always going to be, no matter what we're talking about, Medicare, Medicaid, um, maybe in the future, there's some sort of a new form that, that comes up, the, the, uh, uh, the marketplace, whatever the, the concepts, commercial insurance, they're all about the same. And so health is big and the health industry is big. Uh, there's also, I forgot to, to mention a big one, a component is the pharmacy department. There's pharmacy department as well in, within, for example, in actual you know, health plan. Uh, and there are other areas within finance, like actuaries, you know, that's important too. You know, so there's, there's areas that, you know, if you're a mathematician, whatever, and you have some actuarial background, that can be stuff. You know, if you're a pharmacist, there are areas within, I mean, health plans do have directories and formularies and so on and so forth. You need people that have pharmacy background or pharmacists to be able to do that. Right. So, so, and I, and I apologize, I couldn't think about it you know, earlier, but that's, those are the, another two areas that definitely would be there. 
Um, so, so, so there's, there's very much, you know, something for everyone out there with any type of background indication, you can do it. Uh, you know, look up, you know, and LinkedIn, Indeed, you know, if you're looking at a, a growth opportunity and a good stable place to be, you can do it. You can make a, a path, you know, for, for you in it. Uh, again, if you're looking just for a job, you know, it may not be the place to be. If you're looking for a career, that's where you can go and, and find yourself in. Uh, it is very professional. Um, and there's opportunities. A lot of these companies also give good benefits. A lot of these companies have sometimes tuition reimbursement and they, they encourage you to go and get, you know, upgrades in your education and so on and so forth. And sometimes it's 100% paid. I mean, you know, so take advantage of those opportunities and, and grow with it. I mean, uh, people come in from, a, you know, an entry point and they make it, you know, I personally had that same path. I started as, as a sales representative made it all the way to the chief level, which basically in my department would have been the most, you know, you can go up to. So, so it, it's, it's up to you how you want to go, you know, where you want to go in that department, whatever you want to do. But, but the idea is, you know, there's an opportunity. It's a great industry. Uh, it's not easy like everything else, but there's no job that's easy. It, what's easy about it is how you make it. You know, if you enjoy what you're doing, you're never going to work a day. So pick the right path for you that's going to make it for you and make it happen. Um, that's it. So from the IHL channel, I have read you. I hope that this particular episode of the MCO world uh, cleared a little bit of things and maybe opened up, you know, an opportunity for someone uh, that may be, you know, not sure about where their, you know, next step is going to be in terms of their career. Uh, this could be a good place to start. Uh, something worth investigating and looking into. That being said, Hurricane H here. I will talk to you soon. Bye.